Hello everyone. Wow, it's a beautiful day and welcome to another lovely episode uh, of the Curious K podcast. My name is Paula Kwazino and I'm your host. This episode features Okbayemi Owosho, who is the co-founder and CEO at Omfort Energy. Omfort Energy is a company that automates and digitalizes distribution of cooking gas. And as you know, hardware entrepreneurship is, is really challenging. And this is not just in Africa, but across the world. And I'm very, very excited to have Okbe uh, on today's show. Uh, Okbe, it's an honor to have you on Curiouscape podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Um, thank you, Kolapo, for, for having me. I mean, you're doing a very fantastic job. Um, thanks for what you do for, to the ecosystem. And I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Thank you. So how are you doing today? How is it going? Yeah, good, good. Um it's it's a it's a long break and I'm trying to trying to recoup um lost energy, you know, uh refresh myself and I'm good generally. I'm good, thank you. All right, that's great. And uh, and I remember I think the last time we we met or just engaged physically was in Wary from sure. I think that was in twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, 2018. Yes, that was 2018. Uh, that's a long time. That's a long time. But it's finally good to be to be having this conversation. All right. Uh, so let's let's get into it. Uh, can you tell us about your affection for building for building hardware products? You know, and how it started for you because this is not something anybody wants to you know get into easily i mean it would be interesting to learn about how how this whole journey started for you um thanks kolapo thanks like we all know i mean i mean like we all know um startup business in nigeria especially in this part of the world is hard um hardware is harder if i'm going to put it that way it's a harder in the sense that um, apart from um, apart from um, you trying to make your product go, it's harder for hardware to go viral. Um, the upfront cost you acquire is 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 a whole lot larger than um, than if you went into, into software. And you know, this uh, is uh, I mean, there are a lot of more success stories around software companies. And um, I really don't think you've had one um, success story. I mean, virus success story. And what I mean about success stories uh, is around um, exits. I mean, I, I don't think there's been any exits of any hardware startup in this part of the world. So basically, it makes, so from funding part, from marketing part, I mean, making it go viral, making, making it viral and um, having... Um, Having a, a a market fit product from that from those three angles is a lot harder to have um, for hardware. So I understand all that you've said, but really someone just has to do someone has to do the hard work. I mean, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so we've committed ourselves to doing the hard work, and uh, uh, it's hard though, but I mean hard work pays as it's way. So basically, um, um, the way we started is so basically. Um, you, you, like you said, what we do at Onfort is that we digitalize cooking gas distribution. So um, critical to our, um, to our product is our proprietary smart meter. Um, it's a proprietary smart meter that can work with any, any cylinder, uh, any uh, gas cylinder. 
and you download the mobile the onfort app um the onfort app is both on um both on google play store and the apple store um you download it and while you cook um you can see your gas consumption in real time from your mobile app and also from from on our dashboard back in the office at hq we see everybody's consumption in real time and um, when you are running out of gas, when you are running out of gas, um, you're, I mean, when you are almost running out of gas, your smart, the smart meter will have a signal that automatically triggers a refill order. So when, when that order is, is triggered, um, the order is sent to the closest retailers, the, the closest retailers on our platform closest to you. I mean, about four of them closest to you. And whoever picks the request first goes to fulfill the order. So you don't ever, ever, ever have to run out of, of gas again. So basically, we we, we call ourselves uh, Uber for Gas, uh, but powered by IoT. And um, so we, we've been uh, we've been in market for a year. Uh, we have over six hundred paying customers, B two B two C customers. Yeah, uh, we have over two hundred B two B customers. So we we power some of the big, biggest businesses in, in, in Nigeria today. Uh, we do food courts. Food court is, I mean, you can order their, I mean, food court is just like Eden Live or um, Jumia Food. Um, so food court is about the second biggest food ordering business in Nigeria. We power Belefu. We power a lot of those autobiography. I mean, a lot of the biggest businesses in Nigeria. I mean, so basically with, with own for we are technology, it's, it's almost impossible to ever, ever run out of gas again. So uh, you mentioned you, you started like this a year ago, but I know before then you've been building this for so many years. So can we just go back a bit, all right? What problem did you identify? You know, because I understand there has been a lot of iteration in building your product uh, over the years. So can we just go back and just peel it out for us Let, let's just try to understand the journey what problem were you trying to solve initially and how did you conceptualize the idea and be like okay i think there is a problem yeah and i, I want to go out and solve that problem uh clap thanks for that question um it's very critical i mean um what led to i mean what prompted it is um is very critical to our story today to all, to all our successes today so basically um i I came from what you call a, a seemingly um, middle-income background, I mean, middle-income family. And but while growing up, my mom never used cooking gas. I mean, it's it's normal that in, in a middle-income family, you, I mean, that family should use cooking gas. But of course, we could afford it. But my mom um, wouldn't want us to use cooking gas because, because of this... Um, uh, exaggerated safety factor, you know, cooking gas could explode and all of that. Mm. And uh, so luckily I, I studied um, petroleum and gas engineering from University of Lagos. And um, while I was at school, in my final year, I did a course around gas handling operation. And I realized I could do something around that, around that area. And so that was, that was how the journey started. I could, I mean, my mom, I could, saw, I, could I mean, I could, my, I could prefer solution to, to, I mean, the knowledge I garnered from that course, I realized I could do something around my mom and thousands of other people out there 
who are just very concerned about putting their safety. So uh, initially when we started, we went to, we started with um, hardware production, uh, cooking gas, tabletop cooking gas. I mean, just like your Binatone cooking gas, that was in 2015. We okay. did um, bina yeah, Binato cooking, something like that. But our gas cooker at that time um, had, um, it had a safety, uh, a safety valve in it. So let's say when you're using our cooking gas, our cooking, our cooking gas stove at that time, if um, there's leakage from the burner, the safety valve we had in on it will, will snap in and it will cut, it's going to cut off gas supply to your, to your, to your gas burners and so you're safe. I mean, um, that was all we did. But at that time, um, as far as the business field, um, three years down the line, it failed. Um, two big factors. I mean, two learning points from it was that um, um, our innovation was too expensive. I mean, uh, yes, I agreed that our agreed that the the innovation we had um, gave um, users a lot of a lot of, um, um, a lot of confidence to to switch to cooking gas. I mean, safety conf confidence. Um, we realized that, but uh, it was too expensive. I mean. Our, our competitors were selling their product at that time for, I mean, retail price was um, fourteen thousand there. Um, we were selling our, we were selling ours about twenty five thousand there. Um, wow. So it was, yeah, so it was expensive. And was secondly, it because of again, manufacturing cost? Were you manufacturing it locally, or what do you think was responsible for that? Um, okay, so we manufactured locally. I mean. Um, we achieved over eighty percent local manufacturing here in Nigeria, and uh, we brought in some other other component. All, those parts we don't manufacture in Nigeria, we bring them in CKD. CKD is completely knocked down um, from China, and we assemble into them. So it was it was the extra yeah. So it was the extra technology we put into it. Um, the safety factor, the safety valve, that whenever you are cooking and there's leakage from from your gas burner. Uh, you know that, like I said earlier, the safety valve snaps in and cut off gas supply to your safety to your burners, so it, it makes you safe. I mean, so that was the expensive part of it. Yeah, people okay. liked it, um, but it was too niche. It, it couldn't okay. go mainstream. Um, it okay. was too it was too niche. And um, so um, the second part of it was um, in 2016, um, CBN introduced a policy, and the policy was around. Uh, um, it was a the policy restricted on 41 items, um, importers of 41 items from accessing um, um, forex, I mean, to, to, from accessing um, dollars out of share rates. And I, I don't know if you remember that. And uh, um, that, those, th that policy was nicknamed um, toothpick policy. Mm. Um, so, part of, yeah, so part of the items that were on it was toothpick. Uh, cold drill steel, I mean, which is mild steel, and that's my major raw material. Wow. So uh, before then, uh, I used to, so 0.8 mm was a major material. 8 mm mild steel was the major material I used for production of those tools at that time. And um, um, so CBN, when CBN brought up that policy, importers of um, cold drill steel couldn't access forex at that time, and um, you know, also at that time, uh, the black the the divergence between the official rate of dollar and um, black markets um, spiraled. They went out of control, and um, I used to buy. Uh, so 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 importers 
not only that, uh, not only that um, the divergence went out of control between offshore rate and black market, um, the policy restricted importers from accessing, accessing forex at, at offshore rate. So they had to go to black market. So those two factors um, um, shut up cost of, of, of that raw material I spoke about by, mm. by three times, by three times, times three. And don't forget that um, Nigeria is an open market. So I was competing with those that bring in their product from China. And so basically there was no way we could compete. So and and so if, if so that policy was was the final was that final struggle no. that, that <laughs> I mean we couldn't just go on and and so to summarize all that I said earlier two reasons why it failed at that time was because um, our the product was too niche because cost of innovation was too high and um, secondly again was. Um, was the CBM policy, but but the, the if 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 we didn't venture into that startup at that time, uh, we won't be where we are today. So mm. it was it was when we're engaging with the market and we realized that distribution is a bigger problem. Um, distribution is a bigger problem and uh, than than what we are trying to solve. Than so we we saw that and we realized that we could. Um, we could, and, and so that was how we pivoted into into gas distribution using IoT. All right, interesting. I think uh, government policies they they are really big issues, uh, and I just think there should be uh, there should be a way. Uh, maybe we can even as an ecosystem just be able to document. I mean, some of those policies that are not favorable to start up to businesses, because I think, I mean, before you make that kind of decisions, you should understand. I mean, I can imagine lots of innovations that are cute based on based on bad policies or maybe based on the fact that there is no proper consultation with people building in that space. Because if you're trying to ban something or restrict forest for something, there should be an alternative. Right, maybe there should be sure. companies right, that sure. are locally manufacturing these items at a very competitive price. But I mean, the trend that I see in Nigeria typically is I mean, we just ban straight up. I mean, if, if we want to ban or restrict any item, I mean, we just, we just do it without even trying to, you know, create like a soft landing or a way businesses, you know, can even, uh, I mean, just maneuver you know, or even be competitive. And the fact that Nigeria is an open market, like you said, you know, just makes it very difficult because now local businesses won't be able to afford Forex. People can still import at cheaper rates. So that just continues to kill, I mean, the local, uh, you know, competence, I mean, in that in, in that space. It, 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 true, true, true. Well, well said, well said, Kolapo. Um, very true. But but I, I really have to to also comment that um, government attitude towards startups. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to focus on startups and I'm going to leave, for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to leave other businesses. Other, so I'll just focus on startups. I think Thank government um, government um, uh, relationship with startups has, has greatly improved over the last four or five years. Um, there's still a lot to be done, and, um, but some steps have been taken. So um, you know, I, I think the 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 um, the Nigerian tech ecosystem has come of age, uh, and um, 
we already exact the ecosystem is already exerting some form of influence. Um, it's a, this ecosystem is already government realizes that the ecosystem makes a large chunk of 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 our foreign income and um, invest. Well, I mean, you know, you have a lot of foreign investors bringing in funding to the into Nigeria. So CBN foreign government recognizes this, and um, a lot of policy they've been trying a lot of policies to make this. I mean, they've been churning out a lot of policies to make to make um to make startups thrive. Uh, you remember when um. SEC, that's Security Administrative Commission, had problem with uh, um, was it Bamboo and uh, Rice Vest and that was yeah all those investment platforms. That's right. All those investments that they are yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you, you are aware that a lot of them are um, they've been certified by SEC now. I mean, so but imagine if, if it was twenty fifteen, hmm. this had happened. Trust me, three years down the line, they will still. They will still, I mean, they will still be out of business. I mean, so basically, you can see the. I mean, they. I. I'm not so sure, but I, I know that the um these the startups could ratify their their operational license with SEC. I think they, they did this within three months. I'm not so sure about that figure. So it's a it's a big win. Things are getting better. It could. I mean, government is realizing that. I mean, this this the uh, the tech ecosystem is. Is is I mean it's it's a hot new island gas and so they are realizing that though the policy formation is slow policy formation and implementation is slow but trust me Colapoy it's better than 2015. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. All right. Yeah. So so let, let's talk about like your business model and how it works. You know, you, you mentioned your digitizing distribution. Does that mean like yeah. you own like um like gas reserves or you just work with people that are already selling so how, how does that process work uh, all right um all right yeah so i'm going to digress a bit so so basically i um you, you know you know total right total gas i mean yes. uh total gas cylinders they are very iconic orange orange cylinders you know uh, but i guess you don't see them again those old orange cylinders you know, and so so basically, um, there's this law, there's this DPR. So DPR, that's Department of Petroleum Resource, is the regulatory agency um, um, regulating the downstream sector, and that's where we operate. Okay. Um, there's this, yeah. So there's this law that says that uh, as a LPG marketing company, so our name for cooking gas is LPG. As a LPG marketing company. Um, that you have to be so that's so let's assume Colapo is my customer. So you have own four cylinder, yeah. And um, though you bought it, you bought it outright. But as long as I serve you, maintenance of that cylinder is my is my responsibility. Yeah. And okay. uh, so it's my it's my responsibility to always maintain that cylinder. And that's cylinder, if I buy it from you, right? It, yes, if you buy it from me. Yes, if you buy it from me, and as as long as I serve serve you, I, in fact, if you buy it from me, is my responsibility. As long as my brand is on that cylinder, is my responsibility to 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 service it. So if even if you don't buy gas from me, as long okay. as my, my yes, my brand is on that cylinder, you buy from me. So basically, you know, when Total started, then Total sold out cylinders to a lot of people. I mean, so the idea at that time uh, that was around nineteen ninety one. Um, in 1991, when they started, 
there were no roadside retailers, no roadside retailers, you know, those retail shops around us. I mean, they were yeah, there you was see none. them everywhere now in Lagos. Yes. Every hundred yes, or two hundred meters walk. <laughs> yes. Yes, you see that they're everywhere. So at that time, total. So if you if you buy gas and you run out of gas, all you have to do is to walk down to the nearest total force station to swap your cylinder. That was it. But that you was know, the total model then. As a yeah, that was how they, no, yes, in nineteen ninety one, that was how they started. You know, that was how they started. So um, um when government, so it was government in partnership with Total. You know, so they gave out those cylinders at. Um, at subsidized prices and uh, I mean subsidized price, and so basically they get, a lot of people got those cylinders, and um, so um, so once your gas once you run out of your of gas in your cylinder, just go straight to Total's four station. You swap that cylinder for a new profile one, but you know Total four stations were 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 located far away from from communities, you know, you need to travel like one kilometer, two kilometers to do these bottle swaps. And you know, Nigerians know they carry last, you know. Yeah. So basically a lot of, a lot of local businesses saw that, man, or a lot of local businessmen saw that. And these guys are far away. We could, we could set up retail shop closer to, closer to, to, to communities where people live. And so that was how um, the roadside guys started setting up shops around where these guys live, and so instead of customers, so 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 total so as a as a as an LPG marketing company, your real money comes from gas sales, not from cylinder sales. So you sell your cylinder because you want them to always buy gas from you. You know, it it's it's for the gas sales, it's for the recurring repurchase of gas. So total, you know, so so so. People don't go to, to people don't have to travel long distances to go and swap their cylinders at total again, total four stations again. So people were going to retail shops that were closer to them. So total was losing money. Total was not making money for. I mean, they are, so the the you don't you don't set up to make profit from your cylinder sales. You always make your you sell your cylinder as a, at a subsidized fee so that people can buy your cylinders so that you can now. So you can encourage people to buy your cylinder so people can you, people can always refill from you. You know, that's the idea, that's the model. But um, so um, independent retail shops started setting up here and there closer to communities. And um, Total was not making money from the refills that they should make. I mean, but to refills. And, um, oh, and over 30 years, and don't forget also that cylinders are pressure vessels. And pressure vessels have lifespan. Lifespan of cylinders is somewhere between ten to fifteen years. You get mm. it. So any, yeah. So I'm sure you might want to say, ah, Opa, I know my, I know people who have been using their cylinders for thirty years. Yes. Um, and it's still working. <laughs> and it's still working. Any cylinder that is above fifteen years is is like a time bomb oh, waiting okay. for explosion. Yeah. So anything can happen. So it's between ten to fifteen years. And um, so, I um, so. Total, you know, so remember I said it was in 1991 that that started. Um, yeah. Total gave out those cylinders. Now, those cylinders are now post 30 years. And I'm not so sure about the background story of what happened. But they, but from, from their headquarters in France, to the, affiliate, the total affiliate company in Nigeria was told to stop doing 
gas business. I mean, to 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 stop because I don't know if there's there could have been explosion from those from any of their cylinders, but um, but um, um, at, at, I don't know the background story, but you know it, it was safety factor. You know, Total is big on safety. Total is big. You know, is a reputable international company and. Uh, I don't know the background story, but they stopped. But is is around the safety? You know, they've lost all those cylinders. They can't keep track of who is with that cylinder. Um, they, you know, totally believe that they could, they are morally, they could morally exclude themselves from maintainers of the cylinder, uh, because because those who they gave the cylinders to didn't come to buy gas from them. But the law is explicit. As long as your brand is on it, I mean, those consumers didn't come to refill from them. But if anything happens, trust me, the consumer still has the, the right to sue the LPG marketing company. So I'm sure this is what they saw, and they said, man, we have to stop this before. Um, we get into um, a big. We get into, yeah, you get my point. Yeah, and, you know, total, yeah and Total is never going to, Total is never going to, to stain his, his ad, ad, ad fought name, you know, his reputable name. So uh, I won't believe, you know, in by, a lot of things happened and they had to it was it was it was it was the best they had to stop that i mean those cylinders were they were dilapidated and things could happen so what we are doing here is that um our, our solution at this so 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 i'm sure again that you must you could have seen reporting papers where, where it says that 90 percent of cylinders in circulation in nigeria expired hmm. yeah i think i've, I've yeah. come across that yeah, yeah. So it loves this cylinders expired. LPG marketing companies are not ready to invest in new cylinders because whenever they buy cylinders, they lose the cylinders. They don't. They can't tell where the cylinders are. So, so basically, so the problem we try to solve is is in two ways. Number one, from consumer parts. Number two, from distribution parts. So number one, from the from consumer parts, is that um, the the user experience is poor. You don't know when you run out of gas. I mean, you can just be cooking and you run out of gas suddenly. That's one part. The second part I've been talking about earlier is is around is around cylinders. I mean, um, LPG marketing companies all, they can't track their cylinder. They don't know where it is. They lose the their cylinder. Chaos. The distribution, yeah, it's chaos. And and cylinders are assets. And once they lose it, they are not ready because they keep using them. I don't want to mention names because they keep using them. They're not ready to reinvest in new cylinders. So what we now did is that, so our, our solution is on two fronts. So I'm, I'm expanding that problem to three, to three parts. So the first part is consumer experience, um, user experience. Second part is LPG marketing companies. They can't keep track of their cylinders. They keep using them. And the third part is, the, the the retailers the retail the retailers is uh, or the the retail I mean those independent independent retailers are uh, government don't know where to put them I mean you they they are like a ton in our flesh you can't remove, if you take them off from if you take them off from from the distribution model I mean probably by the next day everybody will be out of gas in Nigeria and at the same time. <laughs> Their, their operational model is is wrong. I mean, it's against the law. I mean, they are not to, you know, what they are to do is to, to they are never to, ref, you know, if Colourpop, for instance, the guy who, re, who refills your cylinder, um, it comes to pick up a cylinder, 
take it to a shop, then fill from a bigger, a bigger cylinder, a bigger reservoir cylinder he has in the shop, and fill in your own 12 kg cylinder. I mean, that's how they do it. It's wrong for them to transfer to transfer gas from a cylinder to a cylinder. It's wrong. It is against the law. So, so, so the way they are to do to operate is that they are to pick up to they are to get preferred cylinders from LPG marketing companies, and they are to sell to you. They are to so they are not to refill wherever they are. They are middlemen. I mean, so LPG marketing company drops their preferred cylinders with them. They are to just to sell to you. They are not to they are not to transfer from one bottle to other like the way they do. So basically, you. you see that they, so there's a prompt so, so to every 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 segment of this of this value chain of this chain, there's a problem with it from user experience to the LPG marketing company losing assets. Um, they lose assets and um, and um, not only that they lose assets, they they um um. They, they can't guarantee that they will keep refilling your bottles. You know, they, they lose business to the retailers and the retailer, the retail se sector is a mess. I mean, operational is a mess. So we just thought that we could, we could bring some sanity to all this. And so, and, and this is our solution. So from, for, so I'm going to start from the consumer part, from the consumer part, you don't, I mean, you download our mobile app, um, we once you download our mobile app, you choose the day you want us to come on board you. We come to onboard you, and um, we put our smart meter, and um, is that simple? And while before you start, I mean, is that simple? And while you cook, you can always keep a track of your gas usage in real time. And before you run out of gas, so we, I mean, before you run out of gas, once your, your gas level is at two kg. It sends it triggers a refill order, and at the same time, we've now so I'm going to pass on that. So I'll move to the retailer part. Now we've onboarded a lot of retailers around communities where we operate. So we we now put our we we've given them tools. There's, we have the retailer app. We've given them tools, um, and we've we've stocked them up with with preferred cylinders, and um, and. We do commission payout. I mean, so they they they, are, they serve as our last mile delivery guys. So your own. So let's assume Colacol, you are my customer. Your gas level is at two kg. Uh, it has sent a a a a, a refill request, and um, and so that refill request goes uh, directly to all the retailers around you. So the first guy who picks it among all the retailers that that's on our platform. Um, will be the one to, to fulfill the other. And we, we we are not a distant moderator. I mean we are we, we keep an a, we keep track from our dashboard from we keep a track of, of all the process. I mean we see what is happening. Um we've we've built a very beautiful solution whereby um there are check and balances check and balances across this. I mean so these retailers don't play a smart one. Um you, you can see the identity, of course, like you can see the identity of the retailer. Um, the, the bottle is bringing, it can't tamper with, your, with the content in the cylinder. I mean, so we've built, we, we've built check and balances up, uh, I mean, on, on this platform. And of course, they make, and these retailers make extra money. In fact, the, this, the retailers we have coming to meet us that they want to get on board, we can't satisfy, we can't satisfy them all. I mean, we're getting, 
chunk and chunk and chunk of requests. And um, so on the last part also, we are we are dealing with um, we are dealing with um, with retailers. I mean, with LPG, LPG marketing companies, a lot of them at this time, where um, we have this um, technology uh, is a backward technology, and that and but the hardware part and the software part that help them keep track of movement of their cylinder. So as their cylinder moves from a node to a node to a node, as, as it moves across all nodes, they know who is with their cylinder at every point in time. So number one, they can, I mean, they, so they know the identity of who is with their cylinder. They know where their cylinder is. And so they can keep a track of where their cylinder is at, at every point in time. So basically those are the solutions we, we, we've, worked, we've been working on. All right. I mean, really interesting. So what comes to my mind is just like uh, a company selling a printer, right? You don't actually make the money from the printer. It's in the ink, really, that you are selling the refill. Exactly. Exactly. You know, exactly. that is the juice. All right. That yeah, that's really, it, that... And it's the same yeah, for this. Because the, the, oil, the oil companies, I mean, you sell cylinder, the goal for you initially selling is that, okay, I know this guy will always come back to refill. But once you can manage that process, then, I mean, it's not sustainable for you. And I think you've been able to build something that, that seamlessly solve, you know, that problem for this. So right now, you, you, you've, you've, you've educated, like, uh, the, the retailers, uh, and now the customers have your mobile application, and so are all your, your meter is it like uh, it works on any type of cylinders or it has to be like a branded home for cylinder how does that how does that work um um thanks thanks for that question very interesting one so so basically um so number one is customers don't buy customers don't buy our smart meter it is on subscription it, it used to be twenty thousand. Okay. So okay. it used to be twenty thousand naira per annum. You pay a subscription fee of ten thousand naira per annum. So that's like how many dollars? Like twenty? No, sorry, forty dollars. Um, yeah, about forty dollars. But um, now we we you know at that time. So now we've changed. We've we've slashed the price by by fifty percent. So um, is now is now ten dollars per per annum. So uh, I mean, it's twenty. Is now twenty dollars per annum. That's ten thousand naira. Okay. And uh, okay. yeah, because we are growing, and uh, so it's so you you don't buy our smart meter. Um, this the twenty the twenty dollars covers for smart meter list for that year. Um, it covers for uh, cylinder maintenance. It covers for um, it covers for um, free gas delivery costs. You don't pay for delivery fee. Um, so basically, you know, so that's what the the, the twenty dollars, which is ten thousand naira, covers for. So the, the the idea again for why we, so 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 the smart meter can work with any cylinder, any virtual any cylinder, virtual any cylinder. But really, we like to um, we like to to um, to to use the own for cylinder. I mean, I will explain why to you. So basically, for instance, for instance. So let's say your cylinder, you have a, you want to be my customer, you've paid my uh you've you want to be my customer, first you have to pay is this the subscription fee, which is ten thousand there. The second is that you remember earlier I told you that um 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 lifespan of a cylinder is between 10 to 15 years. 
Yeah. Um, it right. used to be, yeah, it used to be 15 years, but now it's 10 years. <laughs> it's tricky, right? Yeah, it's because uh, it used to be 15 years. It's because over time, you know, from this 10 to 15 years is, is okay. It, it depends on the, the thickness, the, 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 the longevity of the cylinder depends on the thickness of the wall. So we realize now that a lot of manufacturers use the, the lower spectrum of the thickness that is permissible. So basically, we just it's safer to stick to ten years. So what we do is that we check the the age of age, date of production of every cylinder is written on the neck of the cylinder. So what we do is that once you come over to your place, we check the the neck of your cylinder to see the age of, age of your cylinder. If age of your cylinder is below ten years, ten years and below, we give you the own fourth cylinder free of charge, brand new, free of charge. We just take yours and give you free a brand new one but if your cylinder is above 10 years automatically it's expired and um, because safety is key and safety is key uh, we have to um, we, we collect yours and we get, you have to buy on for brand new cylinder at a, at a at a 50% at 50% rebate below um, 15% rebate of what is available in the market. At this time, the market is about 22,000 Naira. You pay 10,000 Naira, 10,200 Naira to get a new one from Omford. So basically, why do we do this is that, um, uh, why we do this is that we want to, we don't want to go the, we don't want to make the total mistake. I mean, the total energy is mistake. We, I mean, when, let me give you an instance. A good part of it is that, at every point in time, so I, at every point in time, I can tell where my cylinder is because my I've I've barcoded it. I have barcode tags on it. I um uh, I know when this. I know when every cylinder is due for maintenance. So nobody's going to refill that cylinder before you refill my cylinder. It has to be scanned. I mean, I'm talking about our back back operation, our back ops. Before we refill every cylinder, is scanned. The info of every cylinder is on it. Is once I scan it, I, all the info of the cylinder comes up. I know when it's due for maintenance. If it's due for maintenance, you or if it's if it's every five years we maintain them, and every ten years we take them out of circulation. So basically, to bring sanity to our operation, I mean, our business, so we are looking at the long term. I did not want to do business for two three years. We can use anybody's cylinder. But because we want to be available for the next 10 years, because we want to be there in the next 20 years, we need to, I mean, we need to, to, to put some processes on the ground, uh, which, and that is the reason why it has to be through the own fourth cylinder. We, we sell, we do what we do. So if your cylinder is below 10 years, you are not paying a dime. We are giving you a new one free of charge. But if it's above 10 years, already, I mean, that means this, the cylinder you had is already expired. You just have to get it. So we, we don't want to sell gas in expired cylinders. And so to avoid that, we just give out on for drying cylinders. Hmm, interesting. I, I like that. So can, can you tell us about uh, some of the patents? Because I know you, you've been patented on products. Uh, in the process of getting to this point. Can you tell us about that? And maybe what's the process uh, in Nigeria typically? How does it work? So, so, so basically, um, so, so um, I, I mean, kudos, kudos to the Nigerian government around that. And, um, you, you can always get your Nigeria. I mean, they've made the process so seamless to get the Niger to get a patent. And um, 
it's been very seamless. I mean, kudos to Minister of Science and Technology about that. And um, so all you have to do is just to, you know, you visit, if, you're in, if you're based in Lagos, you, you visit um, the, the, the Lagos license, license office. Uh, that's a, a NOTAP. NOTAP is a national office of technology acquisition and, and promotion, I guess, I guess that's the name. NOTAP. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you visit their office and um, you pick up the phone free of charge. You don't pay a dime. You don't pay a dime. And uh, uh, the, the the application form is is straightforward. Um, if you can get a a lawyer who is good with with patent, very good. I mean, it's good. Um, if you can't, uh, of course, there are, there are tons and tons of information on 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 Google where you can check out to fill to fill this to fill your form. But but and in in all of this, uh, you you won't pay a dime. I mean, for application, you won't pay a dime. Six to eight months down the line, your patent is out. So basically, um, it, it's that simple to 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 apply for a patent in Nigeria. I mean, without even paying a dime, very, that's simple and that's straightforward. Interesting. So with that patent, can you can you take that to to other jurisdiction and still file, or is it uh, like in a word? Uh, database of I think there's a platform called WIPO or something or yeah 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 so so so, so I'm not so I'm not I'm not too certain about that but I feel I believe the Nigerian patent is covers just within the I mean the patent you get from Nigeria is just within the Nigerian jurisdiction and uh, I think to every country you want to go to you have to you have to, I mean, so let's say I'm going to Ghana, I have to start afresh. I believe I, I believe so. I mean, you have to start afresh. So basically, the one you get for Nigeria is within the is within the Nigerian jurisdiction. All right. All right. Interesting. All right. So let's talk about funding, right? I mean, I mean, it, it's cost a lot of money building this product, iterating. Uh, you mentioned your beautiful software solution on the boarding. How has it been like? I mean, how, have you raised funds uh, or is it grants? Just, I mean, it would be great to, to just learn how, or has it been bootstrapping all the way? All right, uh, Kalapo, thanks. Thank you so much. So, so basically, uh, when we started here, Kalapo, I thought we're I thought we're ninety percent hardware, ten percent software. So I'm going. To, I just want to quickly correct that correct that impression. I think now we are twenty percent hardware, eighty percent software. Uh, yeah. I think what gives us um, what gives us the edge uh, at this time is our software solution. It's um, it's massive. I mean, we're we're more of eighty percent software, and um, we all our software solutions are done in house. Um, of course, it's all, and so we have a couple of young boys, a couple of young, brilliant boys. Uh, we work together as a team, and so basically, you know, um, talent now is um, trying to talent now is global. I mean, you are, you are competing with, with global companies to get the best of talent, so and this is very expensive, yeah. So, um, um we so we're funded yeah uh vc funded um, um i'm sure you know idris below um idris below um lofty inc. an angel investment lofty inc okay yeah lofty inc yeah yeah, yeah 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 so so we got um we got a six figure 
um, funding from them in USD. Um, that was in that was in 2021, and that was a proceed. And so currently, we are raising our seed at this time, and I think we should close that very soon. And um, and so basically, that's the procedure got uh, helped a lot. I think where so I think where uh, so 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 like, I'm going to tell you something very interesting about so you know a lot of people tell you that uh, it's almost impossible for hardware to get uh, institutional funding in in Nigeria. I mean, yeah. So yeah, it, it it's true. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But I think what Idris was impressed about our product at that time was so um, Idris is a very detailed and thorough person. You can. Yeah, yeah, seen a lot. So you can't, you can't give him, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't whitewash what you give him. I mean, you get it. It's, it's very thorough. So basically, even it, it goes to his uh, to uh, investors update you sent to him. I mean, if it, it goes, I mean, it's done thorough. It checks out. You know, I, I have a couple of friends who tell you that oh, they send investor monthly update to their investors and no response. Trust me. Idris should go through line by line of your update. So basically, it's a very thorough person. I think why, why I think so, we were able to close around. I mean, the first time the guy met us, I mean, that's Idris met us. That was the day he said he was going to invest in us, and we went through the uh, DD uh, due diligence within a month, and I think the the money was wired the next month. And um, I think why it happened was that so he signed. He has a young a very young boy he works with and so he told that guy to come to come for due diligence i mean to help to come do the due diligence tech around our technology and that guy we eventually onboarded his mom so he didn't just come to check if the technology was working the, that guy liked our product and he told I his like mom that. about it and his mom <laughs> is our customer that. <laughs> and she signed and his mom is even our biggest evangelist to, to date. I mean, she's she's everywhere talking about. So I think he liked that and it was so it was so I think um Adwa is hard. So trust me, um um we've paid some I mean it's hard work. We've done we've put in blood and sweat and and uh, I think over time um Hard work is compounded, and over time, it it starts to. I mean, you start to see the effect. So I think because of the compound effect of the hard work we've put over time, it made it seemingly seem that it was easy for us to raise. But trust me, it's been blood and sweat over the years. I mean, over over the period, and so basically, and also we got a fifty k euros from. Um, from Orange Corners, Nigeria. Um, Orange Corners, Nigeria. So we went through their program, uh, their incubation program, and uh, we became tops. And uh, so that also was 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 very helpful in our product. And so basically, that's it. Right, and, that's um, and the fund was so basically we we are trying. You know, um, dollar is so. Um, dollar, I mean, naira against dollar is is very unpredictable, and you, you know you earn you earn in naira, um, but our smart meter, part of our smart meter, a lot of components from our smart meter. So we assemble our smart meter in Nigeria. Yeah, a lot of components around our smart meter we still import from China, and um, so um, so part of the fund we, we we got was to do some some form of backward integration. 
because you know we are handing our income is in naira and but we are buying components in dollars so you know there's a mismatch there so a lot so the the most important part of our technology which we bring from china we've we've, we've reversed engineered engineered it and so we, we manufacture yeah we do them in nigeria yeah so basically it, it it helps it helps that disparity between the naira, our naira company and dollar component and also please on this fund went into into is it went into um dealing with regulators you know lpg is a very unique is a very unique product um cooking gas so we deal with dpl um dpl uh, DPL and um, sun that sun is standard organization of nigeria so you, you must have a a man cap certification for your smart meter and uh, there's something called man cap um, it's for manufacturers um manufacturers of product of regulated products. So smart meter falls under that category. It's a regulated product. So um, there, there is no, we, we should have had our man cap certification as of now, but there is no, um, there's no industry code. I mean, before now, nobody has come before us to say, oh, I'm doing a metering device for you, for cylinders. So there's no, there's no regulatory code for that. So what we had to do is that we in partnership with Sun, that's a standard organization of Nigeria. We are working hand in hand with the Kenya Standard Board. And so we're trying to, to take, so in Kenya, they, they have something like that. So we're trying to take, pick up one or two, one or two, um, one or two um, policies from their own standard codes to see how we can incorporate it with it. So, so the fund is helping us deal with regulatory agencies, um, um, build, build very stable product. Our st products are very stable at this time. Um, we have over 600 customers, B2B customers. And I can tell you, um, Kalakmo, we've not had, we've not had 1% churn rates. I mean, we, there's no cost. I mean, uh, we, so we're very deliberate about who our early customers are. Uh, we're very deliberate. So we've been, we've been, we've been very selective about those who are very early customers. And so it's been, we've been, going after a lot of people within the ecosystem so we have a lot of founders within the ecosystem so i'm going to tell i'm going to mention i'm going to drop a name uh Opadoye of one pipe you, you know him one pipe ceo of one pipe um Opadoye okay, is, one pipe. okay yeah is our customer a lot of guys in the ecosystem were our customers and not i mean uh they'll tell you that it's been it's been so our products are very stable I mean, so these are what, I mean, these are the milestones we've been able to cover with the fund. And so the fund was very, very helpful. But um, um, a big advice again is that um, um, for, for, for hardware guys who are trying to do something, trust me, um, pr probably there should be some, uh, if you think you need 500K to take you from here to B, uh, we, we learned this the hard way. If you think you need 500k to move from A to B, probably just put 500 plus 30 percent, 30 percent extra because <laughs> it's it's hardware. You keep easy, you get it. You keep iterating your product. It's and it's IoT, it's Internet of Things, and you are dealing with software. You just put some 30 percent safety cushion in it, and trust me, it's 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 not as it's not straightforward as I, I think. I think software is a lot easier. I think is a lot. Easier. I mean, it, it, you know, after doing all the hardware part and all this, 
you, you, we still have to deal with what the software guys are dealing with, which is distribution. And so everybody still gets to distribution. And um, so, so this distribution is under, is, under, is under hard work. I mean, so basically now, now that we have products, very stable products, very stable and happy, customer, happy customers, and this is the time to accelerate on distribution. And that is why we are, we are going for a, a new round of offer. Amazing. I mean, thank, thank you for sharing that. So uh, as we round up now, uh, can you just tell us uh, quickly about uh, what you, your view about maybe competitors and the space and any other thing you'd like to share with us? Um, so, 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 so basically, um, hold up, um, we, uh, if, if left to me, yeah, if, if left to me, um, um, you know, I we have a lot of stakeholders in this. We are we are we are um, we are we are VC funded, and so um, the the interest of your funders have to be protected. Yeah, you get it. But if if left to me, yeah, I wouldn't even want. I, my decision would have been not to patent our smart meter. I always explain to you. I mean, what I mean by that. See, um, you need a lot of competitors. It's Nigerian. Market LPG market in Nigeria is a very very big market. Consumer education is expensive. Uh, consumer education is extremely expensive. You need people to you need competitors to come on. Yeah, it left to me. I wouldn't have patented it. Um, um, because we need a lot of competitors to come on board. Um, to 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 educate the cause to, to to educate the market. I mean, consumer education is expensive. Um, but but even as as much as we want, um, um, I, I think I think um, startups should should focus on or should focus more on innovation than than trying to to edge off competitors. Uh, you get it, and I think. Um, it, the solution we've built, um, Colapo, um, trust me, uh, we we have skin in the game. We know this market. The solution we've built, uh, Colapo, we, I mean, a lot of competitors are going to come on board, uh, but Colapo, among these competitors, we, we are the Amazon in among these competitors. We've built, I mean, we, we've built what we really separate us from all our competitors and we are moving very fast. So basically, I also know that. I mean, I know you know this gas monkey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, been on the it, podcast too. Oh, interesting, interesting. Very, very smart guy, and um, um, I, I wish him all the best. I really hope he gets to market on time. I hope he gets it right. And um, a, a lot of guys have tried to to hack this space. In, in fact, I know some couple of guys who have gone to China. Uh, to go bring the hardware from China, um, trying to get into the market, but it, it's a lot harder than it seems. But so, if you ask me, um, the the major competitor I'm seeing at this time um, is is Gas Monkey, and tr- truthfully, I um, I wish him all the best. I wish he he cracks it on time and he can join us in the market. To, to come help share the consumer education cost with us because we've been the one bearing the whole cost and it's, it's, it's uh, crazy especially it's crazy especially all right any other thing i mean as we, as we round up you like to you like to say 
you know so basically there's been some i think we are saying we are starting to see some some early some bust some bubble busts um around vc fundings around um, market market corrections around valuations and it's very it's still early um but it's already happening in, in not in the north american market it's already happening and um, the, you know nigeria is more connected than ever in um in 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 the in the ecosystem global ecosystem more than ever before and so basically the 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 ripple we might feel the ripple effect here in nigeria and but trust me i, I feel this um i was written something about um um so one of the vcs one of the very active vcs in nigeria today um uh, i can't remember his name his name at this time i can't remember his name and he was on was saying something that most of the most of the best businesses they funded um started their businesses when 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 they when funding or when things seemingly look i mean when the ecosystem seemingly look it was going not it was going south that most of the most successful ones started now um it, it might funding might be a bit my i mean the squeeze on funding might 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 we might feel it in the couple of couple of months but trust me whoever is very um uh, whoever is trying to solve the real hard thing this is the best time to start I mean, and um, we really have to do the hard work in Nigeria. And um, is, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Um, kudos to everybody doing. It. I mean, it takes a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of courage. It takes a lot of strength to start anything at all. But I just feel again that um, doing the hard work, um, um, doing the real hard work. I mean, there are some startup. I mean, there are some, there are some um, sectors you don't just find in Nigeria. You don't find a Nigerian startup. I mean, or you find fewer there, and you just see a lot of them move to the seeming, seeming. I said seeming in quotes, yeah, simple one. But I just feel we should put in the, the. I mean, we should a lot of a lot of founders coming should um should should just deliberately want to tackle the hard problems. Um, doing so, of course, there will be some multiple of rewards, and also um, you are trying to whatever problem you solve today serves as real for new startups that will be coming behind you so you are doing the hard work for new guys who can move on your rails and who can, or who can easily pilot on your rails so basically um this is a time to build it's time to build nigeria is still in its early stage um there might be some squeezing funding because it's we've started saying saying them i mean it's it's happening in silicon valley at this time uh, market adjustment price corrections is already happening and this is the time to real, really build and if we're going to build i think we should build a real hard work i mean we should we should do the real hard we should build the hard ones and they, they love startups around fintech they love startups around but i think ai i think i would say fewer startups are to i mean in nigeria fewer guys are there i think more guys should should try to go to that space absolutely thank you where it's, it's been great having you i mean on the podcast it's been a very beautiful conversation thank you for thank taking you out the time to, to join us on curious k podcast my, my, my pleasure Paula. thank you so much for all right yeah thank you everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and see you next time bye-bye